divine timing. I think so many things in my life have been that. The yard was just really perfect. Welcome to Backyard Sessions, the podcast where we chat about all things the yard gym and everything behind the scenes. Today we have special guests, Matt and Rory, joining us all the way from California. And Matt, who's from Australia, but it was a really good story behind why these two have paired perfectly to open up the gym in San Diego. Let's go. Thanks for having us, guys. It's yeah, good to be here. We're excited. This is my podcast debut, so. Yeah. <laughs> Clapping me in. Well done. <laughs> Joke number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're telling how many times Matt speaks today because he's not always the, he's a little bit like Dan. You remind me of Dan where you're a bit introverted and you can be very extroverted, I think. Around. I think Rory and I decided very early on that he would be the face of this. He's kind of, he's, he's perfect for it. <laughs> he's taken the lead. He's, he's taken, taken the lead. lead. He's taken the lead. Um, okay. So well, let's start with Rory. Rory give us a little bit of background. Who are you and what, what's your story? Yeah, I have a super roundabout way of even getting here, you know? So I actually, I grew up on the East Coast in the United States and I went to a military college where I learned to be a navigation officer on like commercial ships. And so traveled around the world on container ships and oil tankers. And that's my formal education. So yeah. I have no background in business, no, nothing like that. And so when did you start that? What age was that? So that was college. So 18, so 18 to 21 was while I was there. And yeah. so traveled the world, like on ships, like navigating by the stars, really wow. wild education. My dad did it growing up. And so, you know, my whole thing was I didn't want to wear a suit and tie to work. And so I tried to figure out something that I could do where I didn't have to do that. And yeah. so I was always intrigued by the military. So it was kind of the the perfect fit. And so got out of that and was in the, I still am in the Navy technically. So I'm a yeah. lieutenant in the United States Navy. Um, and then- Is that pretty cool there? Is that like a thing? It's definitely a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a thing. <laughs> so yeah, so I did that. And then when I graduated college, I actually worked on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico for five years. And simultaneously while I did that, I started my own company, my own outdoor gear company with my brother. Never really thought of being a business owner or anything like that. I just had a need for my outdoor equipment for surfing, yeah. climbing gear. And one thing turned into another and kind of created a little brand and started catching some traction with different publications like media sources in the US. And I had no idea what I was doing by any means. So what was this brand? So you were from 18 to 21 and then from 21 to, to like 27, 26, I was, I worked on the oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico. So, so oh, like no a way. huge, yeah. So we would take a, a helicopter two and a half hours out to this rig in the middle of the ocean and just, I'd be out there for And what was your bus like, Rory? Because I know the, I've got a few mates that do it in, in, in off the West coast of yeah. Australia. But there's sometimes they could spend up to a month. Yeah. So I was three weeks on, three weeks off. Yeah. So wow. yeah, 21 days on, 21 days off. And that was my schedule. So I did that and it was an incredible experience that I wouldn't change. You know, I learned yeah. a lot of uh, trade skills and things that I'll be able to utilize for the rest of my life. And the people sure. that I, I met, it's a completely different. I grew up in Delaware, which is really the, the middle of the United States on the East Coast. But in the South, many people would think we we're northerners you mm -hmm. know so there's still that the north and the south of the united states and the uh there's definitely some differences between the two yeah um and so growing up i just didn't have that introduction to those that kind of culture and yeah. so going out and having to basically be the the boss of people that are 40 years older than me and i've been doing it for 30 years and being this guy fresh out of school with 
a Yankee accent, as they would say. Yeah. You know, that would have been hard to fit in, right? For sure. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like you had to really you know, prove lead, yourself. Yeah. I had to lead from the front kind of thing, you know, had to learn to follow before you could lead kind of thing and put yourself out there the same way everyone else does. So yeah, for sure. Um, had, had to earn the, earn, earn the respect and yeah. simultaneously. So I was working on there. I started my company. Um, the company was called Be Outfitter. Be Outfitter. Be Outfitter. And so we launched a Kickstarter in 2017 that did pretty well. And Matt was actually a early model in, in <laughs> for a lot of that. Back, for, backpack model. Yeah. Basically. A lot of our gear. We took a couple of trips together that expensed out as a uh, photography trip. I definitely yeah. have to come back to this because you guys need to tell us the story and how you met. Cause I don't know how you got into yeah. modeling yeah, no, so we'll, quickly in the we'll, world. We'll tell that story. And yeah. So then I was lucky enough, sold my company a few years ago and worked for that company. And then approached Matt a few months ago about, I said, you know, I, I heard the podcast, the first one, actually, Matt told me about the yard two years ago when, he, when you guys first opened and, uh, Here listened to are. the podcast and heard a sound bite. And I was just like, I messaged Matt. I probably can look exactly what day it was and say, was like, really? is this real? Like it's, I would love for serious? you to get that up. That is awesome. Yeah. And so that's my story. So you've got a family as well. I do. Yeah. yeah. I have a beautiful wife and a wonderful little boy who are back in the States. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lucky man. So was that happening while you were doing all your work and you're three weeks on and three weeks off? Like, how did you manage that? Like having a family or is this? Is I, I stopped sailing or stopped working on the rig. Uh, so pre- it's like I had a 26 year old crisis kind of thing. So I, yeah. I quit my job. Pretty wild story actually for, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So I had this very like trade type skill, right? Working on ships. And so I had had this company that I started B and it wasn't really anything large at this point. And I knew I wanted to stop sailing. And so I was applying to like any job that would take me, but I didn't really have any, I didn't have a skill set that would get mm-hmm. me fi- hired anywhere. And I was already 26, you know, so I was competing with kids fresh out of college. Yeah. And, and so I had applied to this job local in San Diego um, for some like low level customer service job job for a tech company. And I made it all the way through the interviews and I actually created an excuse to get off the rig early in order to go to one of the interviews in person. And Mm -hmm. this is one of those like life-changing moments, right? Mm -hmm. Is where I I was sitting there with the hiring manager and she looks at me, she says, hey, the job is yours. But if I were you, you're passionate about what you're doing. Like it's obvious from what your, your, your entrepreneurial spirit is just, you know, um, vibing. Yeah, yeah, completely. And she said, you can have this job, but you should go for it. Mm. And like, kind of just blew me so out put of my put all your shoes. eggs in the basket as to what you want to do. Completely. And she just said, you know, have some, without saying it, she was like, have some faith in yourself, you know, and just go for it. And I think that set me on the trajectory of, how I even got to be sitting at this table with you guys because I probably would have taken the job otherwise. And so you didn't take the job, I and didn't instead take the you job. put a hundred percent faith yeah. into your business and your company. I guess that's where you started your business. That's adventures. where I started. Yeah, that's where that's where where the intra- entrepreneurial spirit really kind of kicked in. Kicked in, yeah. So wow. Yeah. Well, that's a long story, right? Long story. <laughs> that was a, sorry for the long Maddie, answer. Maddie, what's going on? Where's, Who are you? How have you? Where's Matt Stubbs from? Yeah, where's Matt Stubbs from? Matt Stubbs is from humble beginnings in Engadine in the Sutherland Shire, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners would know where that is. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to Heathcote. Shout out to Heathcote. One of the branches just opened up in Heathcote, which is 
taken off. So, Maddie, tell us, um, you're a bit shy boy. That's right, yeah. Yeah, shy boy, born and bred, went to Bosco High School in Engadine, studied real estate economics for five years. How I kind of found myself in the US was when the financial crisis hit back in 2008. I had a, a friend of mine, kind of mentor slash friend of mine, who said, I can go put you up in the US and you can work and learn the whole American real estate thing because I don't know if you guys remember, but back then, like house prices in the US had basically halved mm. and it was just chaos over there. And that was where the, um, the opportunity was. And I kind of packed up everything. I didn't have any commitments back here back then. And um, so 2008, it would have been about 2009, 2010, I think. Mm. And I went to Kansas City, Missouri, of all places. Never which been is there. Smack bang in the You've middle. Never of been. I've never been to Kansas City. Yeah, don't anyone ever go there. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do not go there. <laughs> Unless we open up a franchise there. Then yeah, we'll have to go there. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> we still won't go there. <laughs> we can't now. So can't Kansas now. City. Yeah, so 26-year-old Matt in Kansas City, Missouri. Didn't know anyone, finding my feet. Nobody could understand a word that I said. Yeah, because the Aussie accent's pretty strong over there, right? They just looked at me blankly and they I just looked like a lost child. So you went with like mentors and you stayed with them or no, you I went, were you- I went by myself. My mate was here in Sydney. Yeah. Mm. But he needed someone to go over there and find the property to buy it for the Australian investors. So that was a business model. Right. Because back then the Australian dollar was at parity and you could buy a house for about 50 grand Aussie in the US. You're mm. kidding. So a lot of Australian investors were snapping this type of stuff up. Mm. So the smart I, ones. I was the in-between. I was the in-between guy trying to facilitate all those deals. Right. And how long did you spend in the US? I was there probably for about six or seven years. Back and forth? Yeah, I went to Kansas City to Chicago and I did. And our business really, like it evolved quickly. We started off just doing single family homes. And then we bought apartment buildings in um, in Chicago. We would own like 20, like 20, 40 apartment buildings in there. And you could buy these things for like, it sounds like I'm big no to myself, but these things are worth like 200 grand. Mm. And we're just the, and our the apartments, were, the apartment buildings. It was insane. You got put into a really good position, and it was the right time to yep. go over there and start, I guess, a business adventure yeah, for the yourself. Time, the timing was perfect. Be it, we definitely learned a lot of hard lessons yeah. along the way. And there's a lot of things I'd do differently if it all happened again, but I wouldn't change the experience. Mm. So, Chicago after then Chicago. I went to Chicago, and I remember I had a moment in Chicago. I spoke to my, my business partner who was back in, um, he was in New Zealand at the time and I said to him, because Chicago gets really cold, mm. like super cold. It was probably about, it was probably late October and I was wearing my Australian kit. <laughs> What's <laughs> so that? So you had your shirt, similar to what I'm wearing now. Like shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt. Sharks jersey on. <laughs> yeah, Sharks jersey on. And I was walking down the, like walking down Michigan Ave and um, it started snowing and my legs just got so cold. And, <laughs> and I, like, I, I'm out of here. I called my mate in New Zealand. I said, I can't stay in Chicago. I've got to go somewhere warm. I can't do the winter. Mm. So that's when I went to San Diego. I really want to know more about you, Maddie. It's so interesting. You've got such a great story. And like before you came into the yard, there was just like everyone knows Matt Stubbsy. So Dan was saying that you've got a really great background. I kind of want to tap into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So um, I, Rory and I were actually discussing this on the way, so it's fresh in my mind. But <laughs> So yourself. I lost my parents at the age of four in a car accident where my, my brother and I were both in the car. Wow, I'm so sorry. And my and my youngest brother as well. So you're a- f- Yeah, I'm, I'm one of three. 
and this is something that a lot of the listeners would be able to relate to. We we're just on a family surf trip, going up to Rainbow Bay, and we left super late at night so we could beat all the traffic and get there to surf in the morning. And basically, like I, I definitely remember it, but we'll all sleep in the back and kind of car the car accident took place, and you're kind of flipping up upside down and that. And the last thing I remember is kind of being hanging from the the seatbelt. Oh, kind I'm of, crying. <laughs> Hanging forward from the seatbelt and like looking down and just dangling and seeing my brother David in the mm-hmm. exact same position and just unstrapping myself and looking into the front seat and seeing at, at this point I just thought my parents were asleep, right? Like you're mm-hmm. four years old, you just don't know any different. And then my brother and I got out of the car, you've got the ambulance, there's the fire brigade coming. We got out and then it was kind of to the hospital and the families there, everyone's really emotional, but mm. According to my auntie and uncle on that, like David and I were just completely unscathed. Like we mm. were just so lucky. But the talk at the scene was where was my youngest, where was Jackson? Because everyone got to the scene and they saw the car seat there with no bait, like the, the capsule mm. with no baby inside. He'd been flung out of the car like probably 20 or 30 metres prior to where the accident kind of stopped. Mm. And so they went and got him and he went through, I think, 12 brain surgeries in the space of 18 months and he was given no hope of living past like two years. Mm. He ended up he ended up passing away at the age of like 17, which is a complete <laughs> <laughs> miracle in itself. Mm. Um, Dave and I were brought up by my grandparents and we lived a very balanced, normal life in Hingenine. Mm. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, that that was it. And we were just we were just so lucky. And and um and Rory and I were actually discussing another layer to that story today, which I told him about. My dad owned a um a freight forwarding company. Yeah, there were three business partners. One of them passed away a year prior to my father passing away. And after that happened, they got business insurance. And that covers if somebody passes away, it covers the insurance will cover the payment for their role in the business for mm. the future, right? Mm. And what ended up happening was, and I only found out this like a year ago, <laughs> purely out of coincidence, there's a, there's a park in South Cronulla which is named after my brother Jackson and he donated money to build that, the one at Shelley Park. Oh, wow. And I was standing in that park with, my, with Jenny and my son Jay playing on that playground and this guy walked up to me and said, are you, are you Matt Stubbs? And I just said like, yes, yeah. kind of like a bit standoffish. <laughs> And no, he goes, I'm a, nothing I'm a, unusual I'm a friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez, if you thought it was on standoffish. <laughs> he goes, I'm a friend of your father's. Like, I hope you don't mind me coming up to you, but like I'd like to mm. connect. And then his wife came over and we started chatting. And after that, we got breakfast maybe a week later. We said he only recognized you because he looked like. He did, yeah. He just went out on a whim. Oh, shit. Oh, so it's just coincidence. He you look like your old man, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. And so then we went to breakfast with his his mate who was also friends with my father and all their wives and that and they couldn't even discuss it they were so mm. they couldn't even talk about it because my brother and i want to hear these stories about mm. our parents because we're kind of slow as we get older and become parents mm. ourselves we want to hear about what they were like yeah after the breakfast we parted ways and the, the guy who wasn't my dad's business partner the other fella came running up to me he goes matt i just need you to know something when your dad passed away and their business got the insurance check to cover your dad's role in the business they wrote the check and they gave it to him and he turned it over onto the other side and didn't even look at the amount and said, give this to the Stubbs brothers. Mm. And he gave the check and that that check paid off my parents' house 
which is something that my brother and I inherited when we were 18. And that's given us the ability to be able to do all these things. And in a lot of ways, doing the thing that we're doing right now and mm. be able to finance projects like this. Mm. And so it's just amazing how like little, little moments like that just come back. Mm. And um, yeah, so I thought that was a kind of a cool story. That's Full 360. Really, the park cool. thing's crazy. Being in the park, yeah, and that insane? Just standing there and all yeah. these years later, just yeah. that that, uh, that moment in time, you know? Yeah. And I know Dan and I have spoken about this before and Rory as well. It's like this this legacy type piece, right? Mm. And, and that's yeah. what it all kind of rolls back to. And um, and that's one of the things that I'm excited about and why I only do things with people that I get along with and because I want to share that journey with them. So I'm excited about that. Well, you've definitely come from a background of um, a lot of humble beginnings, like you did say. In- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we kind of where it comes from. But, um, you yeah, you've definitely got a really touching story. So thank you for sharing that. I'm actually speechless. Are you okay, no? Someone is to sub in for you. <laughs> now, now we want to know how did you meet each other? Yeah. Sure. So Rory might tell a different version of this, but I'll- We should get maybe a version and see what the truth is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I didn't know anyone in San Diego. I had to make an effort mm. to meet people. Right? And yeah. It's actually quite hard when you're- And you want to meet, believe it or not, and believe what you want, but you actually want to meet people <laughs> like, I want to meet guys- so I can go and do dude stuff like surfing and, and going <laughs> okay, out drinking. Okay, Maddie, right. okay. So, <laughs> so uh, when I would go down to the jacuzzi. For the guys. Looking for a guy. <laughs> and I would sit in there. And he found Rory. And I found and I met this guy, Jeff, and I was chatting to Jeff and he was very quiet. I didn't get I couldn't. It was like an, an yeah, he was like a stone, this fella. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I was chatting to him and then he introduced me to his brother, Rory, who was sitting there with Katie. And then I had the awkward kind of, um, I remember after we started chatting and I was wearing my Speedos. You might exaggerate that side of it because yeah. they, they thought I was gay. <laughs> See, he was there for the guys. Sorry, Jen. Because <laughs> well, I, thought, I thought Matt, so yeah, I was sitting like on one of the lounge chairs with Katie and my younger brother, Jeff, was in the hot tub. It was at the building where Matt and I, we lived. And my brother was living down the street. And so he, he came, he was over and I thought Matt was just hitting on him. And so like, I was like. <laughs> and and Jeff's, Jeff's a good looking dude. Like yeah, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be the first guy to hit on Jeff. Just for clarity, you were in the budgie smugglers at this point. Yes, he was in the budgies. So you guys lived in a building in San Diego together, yeah. but you didn't know each other of living in the building. No, I don't know how long you were there prior to me, but it, I don't think it was that long. And then what, how did this day come about? How did you guys think of all jumping into jacuzzi at the same time? There was like a rooftop jacuzzi that overlooked the bay in San Diego. So it was just a very common- It's just a communal. Communal. And if you sit with someone in the jacuzzi, you're just forced to speak. Like yeah. you have to talk to well, them. You, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was a great place for me to make friends. <laughs> so so, so you- Matt was in the jacuzzi <laughs> like six hours a day. Yeah, he was like waiting for a friend. <laughs> but my brother's not a big talker. So like Matt said, so like I was like, all right, I got to go be the buffer in the situation. So I hopped in. And in the jacuzzi, so there's three males in the jacuzzi. Yeah, so now there's three of us and my wife is, she was probably my fiance at that point, but um, she was sitting back there. So just my brother and I and this random Australian guy, good looking Australian guy in budgie smugglers, which I didn't even know what budgie smugglers were at that point. No one does over there. No, but. uh, But then you have that awkward, that awkward moment where you have to ask for someone's phone number, right? Because I was enjoying my new friends. <laughs> I was enjoying what that was. I was enjoying the conversation. You got the best of both worlds there. Jeff doesn't talk much and then Rory, Rory talks the house down. So, so you got the best of both. like, 
And then we, I don't know, we got phone numbers or social yeah. media or something. We probably who asked, asked who for that? I, I honestly don't I remember. Asked, yeah. It was probably, a, but I'm, I'm kind of the same way where like I'm, I'm always keen to meet people that are like into the same things as me. And yeah. Rory was from out of town well, as well. So you would have been open. Yeah, to, we were like, because yeah. I didn't grow up in San Diego. So it's same thing. Like, I mean, I wasn't probably as, as heavy on it as Matt was, but like I was looking for guys to hang out with that were into the same things as me as well. Yeah. And so- like you're making me sound very desperate quickly <laughs> quickly found out Matt was into surfing and you know he, he liked running and, and fitness and so we probably went and surfed probably the first and that was and then that was the start and then really I think where our relationship took roots we were like there was a little gym in our in our apartment building and we would just start working out together and started going on runs and and I think that's where we really became close friends was just through those I mean as anybody that exercises and does things like those moments where you know you're you don't have your phone on you, and so you're you're forcing that conversation. And- yeah. And honestly, I met through a very similar interaction. I met my other best mate in California, John, in the exact same jacuzzi, exchange phone numbers. Oh others. my god, Matt! It's we a went, thing. We went out for drinks. He was telling all his mates, he's like, "Why should I go out for a drink with this Australian guy? Like, he could be gay." <laughs> Matt, <laughs> I don't think the people like in America dude. like the budgie smugglers. <laughs> he's a big dude. Yeah, we got drinks, and then we ended up becoming great mates. When I left to move back to Sydney, a girl that I used to see in California, he called me up and he goes, Matt, do you mind if I take Casey out on a date? Oh, I've heard this. Story. Did you and say I yes? Said, I said, yeah, of course, and I appreciate the phone call and all that stuff, mm. which I really respect. And then so they've been dating ever since and they've got, they've got twin boys. No He's a matchmaker. Way. And, Jenny, and Jenny and I went to LA last year and we stayed with them. Jenny Not- was really apprehensive. Yeah, good girl. <laughs> and, um, and we were all we all hung out and we we're all friends now, so it's really gone full circle. Matt was a groomsman in my wedding. Yeah, I'm the godfather of Jay. So wow, yeah, it's really come really come. I don't think we ever really thought we'd be in business together. It was just yep. happenstance, kind of. I mean, I always respected his business acumen, and I think vice versa. So, um, you know, I think where our relationship probably really really takes roots is when we did the Australian Ironman a few years back. I just can't get over how well you guys get along. I think that's the core of it. Like you, you're just a perfect match. Go on, tell us about how you guys became a part of the yard together. The yard. So first I'll take it back to the, to the Ironman just because that probably is like, it's a good example of our relationship mm. is we were about like three or four bottles of red wine deep in San Diego. And we had always talked about doing an Ironman just because we're both avid runners and we're at dinner and a couple of bottles, like I said, down and we look up to see when the Ironman competitions are. And sure enough, the, the Australian Ironman was like eight months out from that date. And by the end of the dinner, I said, all right, if you sign up, I'll sign up. And so Matt's a pretty early riser. And the next morning I woke up to a text with a confirmation <laughs> to the to the Australian Ironman. And I knew I couldn't back out at that point. So that's kind of a... Uh, I mean, that's kind of our relationship, you know, right? It's like we're always pushing each other. I think we've yeah. always done that. And so fast forward to the yard. And-, and this time, to be fair, Rory took the initiative. Like he was the one who kind of drove it home and it was, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I mean, it, well, the, the yard was just perfect timing. It's like, you know, it's funny, Jenna and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, you know, she has a tattoo says divine timing. And I think so many things in my life have, have been that. Mm. The yard was just the timing of it all was, was really perfect. My wife has been in franchising her whole adult career. And so she, she understands franchising. She understands how the models work in the US. And so having started my own company, you know, I was kind of in a space where I was 
looking for what was next. And I think her and I've, Katie and I have both been looking for the past couple of years of like, what could that be? And just kind of keeping our ear to the ground and trying to see what sticks, you know, there's a lot of different types of models out there and we weren't sure if we wanted to go the franchise way or if we maybe wanted to play in the real estate market or what. It was purely like the first podcast you guys released. I, <laughs> I tell you, like Matt told me about the yard two years ago when we were on a run together and for Matt to give that amount of credit to anything means like it's a big stamp of approval for, for me. You know, it's, it, it means that for him to speak that highly of something is it carries a lot of weight for me. And yeah. so when he told me about that two years ago, of, of course I was like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. And so I've been following the yard ever since. And for whatever reasons, the algorithm decided to, uh, to post the sound, the sound bite, you know, to the top of my feed one day. And I was just hearing about the growth and I messaged him. I was like, Hey, is this is this a real thing? And he goes, man, I actually tried to buy half the company. So, the okay. Year. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this, Maddie, because yeah. <laughs> the first podcast, I asked Dan and Tian how, like, why did they start franchising and, and what happened? And they went into a little bit of a backstory about how six months, or I think it was six months into the business, they got approached by someone, wink, wink, there's a lot of value in buying an existing business, right? And you guys know yourselves now, like there's a lot of risk in starting up, right? A lot of hard work, proof of concept, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of value, even if you don't own all of it, to own a part of something that already works because you're not taking the, that first early risk, Don't right? tell everyone the secrets, Matt. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a – so what I – I because I'd moved back to Sydney, I was out of California – and I was looking to buy a local business that I could kind of immerse myself in the community and be a part of it, right? And we looked at all different things. We looked at travel businesses. We looked at a golf a golf concept. And we kind of approached people and we never kind of got through it. We looked at a lot of gyms before you guys. We looked at the one in South Cronulla. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh. The one- Elite. Elite. We no got way. close with Elite, which would have been a great space, but that fell through as well. So we're kind of just- That went for about two years. Wow. So with Dan, and at this point, I didn't know Dan that well. So I, it was better for me to hide behind the broker because it looks more serious, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you write a nice letter and it makes you look like you kind of, it's coming, like these people have money and they can, they're serious. So yeah, we got to the discussion with Dan and it was great. We went through the whole process. Dan and Tiama obviously way too savvy to sell the business. <laughs> so I- <laughs> Why did you think about the yard to approach Dan? And Well, I, I saw it myself, right? So at, at this point, Jenny and I are both trained in there. Mm. Right. And I've I've trained at so many different gyms over the last 10 years when I've been traveling on that. And this is the only place where I've stuck to for, for more than six months. I actually remember signing you up and I made you sign eight weeks. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm. You got me. Up front. Up front. <laughs> and Jenny. I yeah. called her. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, obviously there was a bit of emotion involved as well. Like I liked the concepts. I saw the community being built. I saw a lot of things that I wanted to be a part of yeah. from a lifestyle perspective, like not even from a – like a business side of it. Yeah. And so that excited me and and um that was pretty much it. So I said to Gary, can you send these guys a letter? Wow. So I don't know what the letter says. Dan will probably <laughs> tell you more about that. Yeah, there's a little letter in the um in the letterbox and I was just checking the mail and I was like, what's this? And then and I was quite excited about it. Um, you know, being eight to ten months into operation as well, you know. So I got on the phone and and then within you know, within forty eight hours I was just sitting in a sitting in a little room in Carimba in the next <laughs> suburb having a meeting and they're trying to explain this whole thing and I left that meeting and then we went back for another one and I think you, you still weren't there but they're trying to kind of give me an example of who it bit. is, right? Yeah. And I'm going, they said, oh, I got out of him that he's a client. I'm going, just sitting here <laughs> rack at my brain and then they're like, 
you know, we got through that one and he said to me, oh, well, the next meeting, you know, our client will be here. So, so I was going to this, we'll go on to that next one. And I knew that Matt, I didn't know it was Matt, but I knew the client was going to be there. So I'm like walking up the stairs thinking, who is this person? Do you know what? I think and you I called a meeting and, Matt, huh? and you said everyone like. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. After I got that letter, I was kind of pulled all my crew together and was like, you guys better like sharpen up because, you know, everyone's watching type of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember the meeting and um, it was like Dan and Tian that just pulled our HQ and it was a really small group of people at the time. I think there was just. Four of us. Four of us. <laughs> HQ team was rocking it back then and, you know, still is, but we had this four and he was like, secret shoppers, you don't know who's watching <laughs> at all times. Yeah, I was heavy And since that day, I think every meeting he's said that <laughs> since. And I dare so say there's probably been more secret shoppers since then. I more, dare yeah. there's been a lot more. And then what you guys met in the room randomly, didn't well, know I walked who- in and then Matt's just being Matt kind of looked up and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was good. And how did that go? What, what was the outcome of that? Because obviously now we've got you in San Diego, but you and T are always saying that it was one of the best experiences and you're so grateful for it. Well, I think, it, so. it, you know, like when, like Matt was saying, like when you start up your, a fresh business, a fresh brand, a fresh model, and you've got to kind of really, you know, you've got to really work hard at making sure that it's successful for, on so many different levels. You know, you can have an amazing brand and, and logo and all that type of stuff, but if your branding doesn't match the success of your actual model, then you're not going to go very far, you know. So I think So you just me, wanted to give it out. A well, I think, you know, it was just exciting is that that people can, you know, that people are starting to see the little one percenters in the brand, you mm. know, and I think that's probably what the these two have done is just being able to recognise what's different, you know, mm. and that's what excites us is that we put so much effort in to the one percenters to make the experience different for everybody and it's really important that all our franchisees and everyone jumping on board can recognise those little things and and I think that's what the boys do so well is that they recognise. Well, Matt loved it enough to come back for round two, so. I did, well, Rory got me going. Yeah, yeah so Rory, you were the pipeline Rory for Rory fired me for up again. I was the pipeline, you know, I was – I'm one of those people that like once I have my eye on something, it's like right, you can't get it off. I can't get it off. And one of the things that let me down too is I didn't have any social media, right? So we oh had all, yeah, we've we, got to fix that. We had all well, these meetings, Dan and I, and then obviously we hit a wall and we we're just kind of like nothing's going to happen. And then for the next year, they've fired up all these franchises in Engadine, Peakhurst, Wollongong, and I basically wasn't aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I had kind of no idea. And Jenny, te- Jenny tells me nothing. Like she could have told me. <laughs> so you guys are firing and I'm just sitting there with like kind of You're actually just training. I'm All just you're training doing is training. Karimba. Wasn't aware of it. I, l- I love that about you, Matt, though. Like you're going off gut instinct and your relationships that you have in person, not so much social media. So that's a really great attribute that you have. One thing I learned really quickly in the US, because I was alone for all of it pretty much, is that it gets quite boring doing these things by yourself, right? Mm. So to be able to do it with people and share that success and those challenges with other people is a lot more satisfying than just doing it by yourself. Yeah. You know, when I met Matt, this is actually a true story that I don't know if you you probably wouldn't recognize this. Jeff mentions it sometimes though. Um, <laughs> and this is like before Pinterest was a thing. Tumblr. And yeah. No, so I went into Matt's apartment and it was pretty early on when we met, but behind his desk, I'm going to say it in feet, but it was like a 10 foot by 10 foot like wall and it was like his vision board and you just had all these different things up on this board of all like what he wanted to accomplish, whether it was short-term or long-term. And I remember seeing that and just being so like, so taken aback by it because I don't think it's, you don't see that. Many people. In a, in a, 
not many people, but especially like a man putting that like out there for people to see. And, but yeah, like, I think that's one of the things that there's a few people you meet in your life where you're like, hey, I got to watch this person and see what they do because you know that they're onto something. And so yeah. that moment I knew Matt was somebody that I wanted to connect with, not only as a friend, but also watch him from a business perspective. Cause I thought there was going to be a lot I could learn from him and not just that, but like even the Instagram thing, right. It's because he doesn't need the noise. He shuts, yeah. up, he shuts off the noise to focus on what he really wants to accomplish. And mm. that's in fitness and in business. So, but now, now I need it. Now I need it. It's so everything now. now. He's really I have no it. choice. Yeah. Good thing Nat's around it. Yeah. Nat handles my yeah. yeah. <laughs> You wish, Maddie. <laughs> well, so what made you guys purchase the yard? We've, we've always had the discussion around bringing an Australian concept to the US. We didn't know what that was or what that was going to look like. But we've always had that something with an Australian flavor would succeed in the US, whether that was around hospitality or something else. Just because the cultures are so similar, you know, like I think the the value people put on lifestyle, on fitness, on health, on the surf cultures, the just the really the the fashion culture, all of it, right? Like I think one kind of complements the other and vice versa. Yeah. Um, we've always talked about it. It was just one of those things, again, like divine timing, right? Is I reached out to him and we were both in a place in our lives where we were ready and willing both professionally and financially to, to invest our time and effort into something. And we both had, I think our skill sets balance each other yeah. well. And it's great that Matt's here in HQ and that I can run the ops in, in California with, you know, the experience of Katie, my wife and, and yeah. her experience with franchising. And it was a no brainer, you know, it was, I was, I forget who I was telling yesterday when I walked in with, I never thought I would ever own a gym in my life, but now I'm hoping to own many. So <laughs> I have another question. Um, I want to know why San Diego? Why San Diego? Well, obviously because I live there, one. But also, even if I didn't, so I only got into Australia yesterday. And thanks yes. for the warm welcoming everyone with the with the Thank you. payday session. That was, uh, that we, was might a nice, a, we might pop a bit of footage up on the We'll uh, have to pop a bit of a teaser. Of the, uh, yeah. Of the welcome. Yeah, it was a it was a good one. It was uh it was Australia, Australia versus America. Well it was hectic. It was hectic. <laughs> but uh but no, San Diego, the it's it's just uh it's an incredible city. You know, like I said, I grew up on the East Coast and the time I've spent in Australia, both previously and this time, it really drives home the fact that, again, the cultures are so similar. What really excites me is nothing like the yard exists in the States, much mm -hmm. less San Diego. And I think people are craving, I would crave it. You know, there's the strength component component of the rig side of, of the workout is just something you don't see. And it, so I think being able to offer that is just going to, it's going to blow people's minds mm -hmm. and the brand, like the brand is just like, it's the one percenters like dance. I think that's probably what really attracted me you know yeah. if this was more of a f45 type brand or a orange theory type brand you know mm. brands that are much more cookie cutter box you know without much flavor like i don't think i would have been as attracted to it i think it, that comes down to a little bit of like being involved in the community from afar as well because i feel like you know what's going on and matt you've been in the community so you get a little bit of a taste of it and you just kind of want to bring it everywhere else and um, i think the biggest thing for us too which i'm really excited about is the american market because yeah. when i look at it um from a, again from a distance but i feel like there is absolutely nothing close to what the yard brings in terms of a training facility, a customer experience, but just like a well-rounded lifestyle brand that can yeah. help, help motivate you in so many different ways. And I think 
for us, we like to challenge ourselves. We like to challenge ourselves. But one big thing I look for with our clients is to motivate them, you know, through training and just through being a part of our community. If we can motivate them to do, you know, things in their life, like in their career, in a whole different type of different industry, then, you know, that's what it's all about. It's not just about delivering the training program. It's about inspiring our clients to, to better their lives yeah. in their own careers. It's not just the 50 minutes of sweat. That's just, yeah. that's just the core pillar of it. But the end goal is to create a community that just push the limits in, you know, in every aspect no matter of what life. they do. Yeah. I think that's, and you know, something for me where I've had, really great leaders in my life and I've had really bad leaders. And one thing I say is you can you can learn equally as much from bad leaders as you can from good leaders. But something that Red of the Gates, you know, blew me away was the way by which Dan and Tiaran are are leading the yard. And that's it's just a trickle down effect. You know, and I think I'm a big believer that you receive the energy that you put out there. I think what Dan, Tiaran, and the rest of the HQ team, and really the rest of the Australian team, the energy that you guys are putting out there, it's no doubt that it's being received. And I think those people are going back out and emitting that same energy out there in different ways. So I think you, you're probably affecting people more than you know in such a positive way. And I'm, I'm lucky and grateful to be a part of it. Matt, you're a you're a little American unicorn. Over there. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, Rory's, uh, Rory's social media game and the way he presents his videos has probably got me and Maddie a bit stranded on it over here, having to level up a bit. You're gonna have to go invisible, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rory, you're Rory take over. I love it. I just know the right people. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's yeah. all about networking, right? It's all about networking. surrounding yourself with people better than yourself. You know, that's it. And I, I think that's that's half the success. And mm. anything you do is. There's people that are better than you or smarter than you or, you know, mm. being able to surround yourself and take your idea and make it yeah. to this beautiful And thing. you know straight away when you're in the right room. We had about 50 Zooms in about seven days, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was plenty. Rory was just like, you're free tomorrow, free yeah. tomorrow, free tomorrow. We had to upgrade our Zoom account just so that we can uh, <laughs> we could actually stay on for longer than 40 minutes without having to get That's booted. And yeah. that, was, that was probably our first expense. I it think. was our yeah. first, yeah. first <laughs> expense was full on Zoom account. Yeah, oh, God. Matt's That's Zoom good. kept shutting down yeah. after 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't do this, can't do this anymore. Oh, you guys, it's going to it's gonna get bigger than that. I've got a little, like a Three questions to finish us off for today. So um, because you guys have both got fitness backgrounds and business backgrounds, I want to know what helped you guys grow in your fitness and your business background in the last few years. The fitness, and Rory will speak to this as well, like I'm a big believer in team sports. I still play rugby league at the age of 34. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? That's cool. That's Is cool. that A grade or B grade? <laughs> still in A grade. Still I'm still clawing my way around there. <laughs> but part of the reason why I still do it is because I enjoy the community and the team environment so much and it's very hard for me to let go of that. Yeah. And I think that's what something that attracts people to the yard as well. They want to be in that community. You definitely learn a lot from being like having to coordinate things with other people and being in a team. And in terms of um, my business, kind of how that's evolved, I guess, I've learned some very hard lessons along the way. There's been a lot of things that haven't gone my way where I've made the wrong decisions and kind of fallen on my face a bit. But the, the ones that I've made the right way have been when I've surrounded myself with the right people. As Rory said, people that are smarter than me with different skill sets yeah. and things have just evolved so much smoother from that. Mm. So, Yeah, I think for me, the fitness side of it is I love being a beginner at something. You know, I think especially as I get older, 
I, I don't think I used to like being a beginner because I didn't like being bad at anything I ever did. But I enjoy being a beginner because I think it's it's humbling. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same experience as like walking into a new gym, right? It's always humbling because you don't really know anybody. You don't know the workout. And so from a fitness standpoint, I've always tried to set goals, whether it's like running a race or saying like, hey, I want to I want to make sure I hit the gym this many times. So I, I've always been doing something the past, you know, couple of years. And I think I've just, as I've gotten older, I, you know, it sounds corny, but trying to be the best version of yourself. And I think especially now, I, for me, being a father now, I think that's set me on a whole nother trajectory as far as like determination, because not only am I trying to do it for myself, but I, I want to show him, even though he doesn't even comprehend it at this point, that like what it means to be a good man and a good person. And so that's how I've tried to do it. You know, if I can set that standard now in my life, then I'll be able to continue to set it and show him that there's no excuses. It's it's funny with the events. So and I, I think Dan will be able to speak to this as well. It's like you train for these big events, right? And like for me this year, it was like the rugby league grand final or running, doing the Ironman or a marathon. But it's actually like the journey leading up to that, which is way more enjoyable. The grind before is the favorite. It's your That's favorite the best time. Part. Mm. And it's people the best should part. savor that. Like people are scared of that when they when they pick goals or the hard work they have to do. But that's the funnest part. Well, you have to be in it's the, the moment, growth. right? Yeah, that's the growth. Yeah. And you have to like really appreciate those steps. And you always, you kind of like not many people really ever do live in the moment. That's a that's a really hard thing. People are always looking at the future or thinking about the past. So it's a good reminder well, I think, to, I, I to think live in the moment. Whether it's a training event, a race, business, everyone kind of loves the end goal. Yeah. But no one loves the grind where the grind's where it's at. Yeah. And the process to this. The same thing goes with business, right? Like, same I mean, thing. you guys, two years in, you know, you guys are two years in and mm. I think it's easy. I mean, even looking at Nat on the way up here, right? She, she didn't get off her phone until we walked into <laughs> these doors, but it's hard sometimes to, to press that pause button and say like, Hey guys, look around, like, look at what we've built. This isn't just a team of four people anymore. Like I'm guilty of it too. Cause I'm always, I'm always like, what's next? Yeah. How do I get to that next step? And so being able to focus on where you are at that exact moment is, is tough and having that mindfulness to, to realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I actually said it to Dan and TR and, you know, if, when like right after we, we signed the, the documents, I was like, you know, I hope you guys appreciate just how incredible this is. And, yeah, it's huge. You know, uh, two years in the business and Sydney's, Sydney's dominated by the yard and now we're going to America. It's a huge step and it's probably the best step forward for the yard. Um, to Like I can't. That's exciting. I just think you can't. You, you, can't. Are, you look so excited. <laughs> well, I just, I think, yeah, you, you can't match that energy. I mean, like yeah. just when Roy walked in yesterday and the, the franchisees and, and all the trainers were there for a payday testing session, it was just like, it was a 50-minute workout, but everyone was cooked at 10 minutes because the energy was so high. You yeah. know, we went out of the gates. We were on a team with Vinny, so it was like, you know, we, were, we, had, uh, we had the legend on our, on yeah, our yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah, Wait, who was, who was with you? Vinny. My dad. Oh, God. Vinny wants when he, when a shout-out on the podcast. Dan, that's all he was. He's, he's, <laughs> <own podcast. laughs> he's, the- he's got the Vinny pod coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. his own host, his own, own, own guest. <laughs> I want to give people a little bit of an insight as to who you guys are and why San Diego is going to going to go off. So, what keeps you guys motivated on a day to day grind? I guess well, each other is probably the main thing. When you see the other person doing it, you step up your game. Yeah, yeah. You know, I walked in yesterday 
And I think I said to Dan, I was like, my goal year one is to be the highest performing franchise location out of the, them all. Watch out, Watch Sydney out, team. <laughs> that's that's the goal that I'm setting for us. And mm. um, and we want to go on the exact same journey that Caribou did. Yeah. It's just roll it out and then just yeah. we're going to be the HQ of California and it's just High goals over yeah. here. Not only I can't wait to visit. For... Dan's going to have to watch out because I might be making calls over That's in California right. for you That's guys. Right. <laughs> Dan's worried, I can see. He's worried we're going to poach all these talents. I tell you what, San Diego's not ready. They're ready, but they're not ready. They have, it's, I'm excited to, to bring. I've had so many people reach out to me like, what, is, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. is this? What is this? Because um, it kind of happened out of nowhere. You know, like, and I didn't tell anybody up until it was, it was real. So I still have so many people like, do you own a gym? Like, what do you? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Um, it's more than a gym. I mean, but uh, it's it's so way more, no, it really is. It's, that, it's way more than a gym. And um, you know, I've, I think I've got my pitch down pretty well for the for the San Diego American people yeah, of, yeah, of what yeah, we're yeah. trying to start. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just going and creating something new in in a space. But like Matt said, like it's new, and there's the risk of that in the U.S. Yeah, you know? it's like we don't necessarily have the awareness that you guys have here to open up another location mm. and just because nobody knows about it, but mm. they're going too soon, you know, so it's, it's only a matter of time. So what's the next 12 to, um, what do you reckon? Five 12 year to 18. 12 to 18 months looking like for you guys. What's the goal? We were chatting about this on the way here. Like we were basically saying if we can get, if we can fire up after six months, it would be, the eyes will be on location number two. <laughs> that's kind Dan, of are you getting the next contract kind of ready? These guys can't <laughs> stop talking about the next side already. Once we get our proof it's of concept, really... we're off. Yeah. And I think the um the geographic mapping of California and the amount of people there are. Yeah. As Rory said in his promo video video, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Really and, is. Uh, Mm. Yeah. We we wouldn't be doing this if we were just doing one gym. Like that's kind of the <laughs> that's kind of the motivation, Matt, right? Are you moving to California? Jenny will, yeah. No. I think we left that part out. So Matt has <laughs> married. Well, yeah. fiance is. Not fiance, yes. California. Ask Brooke about what she has to do to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard about three different things. <laughs> Jenny, if you're listening. Jenny, talk you're to on Brooke. your way. You're on your way. I think after the yard, maybe. <laughs> I fully set up their engagement, so I might have to be in charge of the wedding too. Yeah. yeah. Rory set everything up. Yeah. Jenny's from Newport Beach originally. So, so um, she wants a yard in in Orange County. She's yeah. excited about that. And, I see. And we're, we're going to spend time between Sydney and the US. That's kind of the plan. Yeah. Mm. It's a dream, huh? That's a dream, yeah. It's a dream. Yeah. It's a good goal. All right, guys. Is there anything you want to talk about? Nothing to talk about. I'll probably just say on behalf of the of the yard, we're very humbled and and um, yeah, we're just ready to rock. We're you know we're ready to support you boys, and we're going to absolutely fire it up. I don't think I've seen Dan and Tian so excited to open up the next. Well, they are very excited for each gym that they do open up, but they have had their head down and bum up for the past few days and weeks. Mm -hmm. um, it's a new type of energy. There's a, there's a new energy in the air and I really couldn't have picked two better people. We couldn't have uh, picked two better people to really take off the America because America is going to go off. And um, we're really excited to have you guys on board and a part of the community. So thank you so much Thanks for so trusting much. us. We're and, excited. And I think um, Matt. 
Did really well. Today, you did maybe. really well. <laughs> I was nervous. I fell apart in the last um, media thing I had to do. Yeah, so we so filmed that. I give you a little bit. We filmed Matt doing like a little Q&A of behind like San Diego and uh, he kind of froze the whole time. I had the sun beaming in my face, my son pulling one leg down. I was sweating. So um, yeah, I'll get better. Well, for, it's funny when we first started because Matt's pretty stoic, right? He's, he's pretty even regardless of whether something's incredibly funny or sad, like it's just straight, straight off, right? And so <laughs> when the first conversa- first two conversations we have with Dan, my Im- impression was like, man, are all Australian guys the same way? Like, do they just have <laughs> this reaction? Dan, the He's stoic. They're, they're stoic. Like, and so, so like I would when ask- When I got off the Zoom, I'm like, man, these, these American guys <laughs> are so much fucking energy. I, but I looked at it because like, I had no read on Dan. Yeah. Like I couldn't read like- Everyone says he, that. Is he you interested? Know what? Is he not interested? You know what? You guys aren't the first people to say that. A lot of people are like, um, I don't know if Dan likes me or if he's like, is he, is he okay? Is he having a good Listen, day? Everyone, if I talk to you, I like you. The hard part was, so we would talk to Dan, nothing, right? I had no- no idea whether Dan was interested or like where he was, but then I'd go back and ask Matt and I'd be like, Matt, how'd that go? And he was like, yeah, man, it was all right. I was like, when you say all right, like, what do you mean? Like, like, yeah, man, it was all right. Like nothing. And me me and Matt could have a full combo and like speak a thousand words yeah. with like 10. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys like really just like, you go, yeah. We're conserving yeah. our energy. We're saving it up. <laughs> well, we're going to be in San Diego in, um, what, four weeks. Yeah. Um, that's how quick it's, it's coming about. So yeah. like I really just, um, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a pinch yourself moment, isn't it? Because it's been turned around quite quickly. And uh, yeah, who knew like two years into owning mm. your brand that you could be in Open so. in February. Yeah, we're at, we're, we're yeah, ready to February is going to be incredible. Open month. Yep. Have we got an open day? If not sooner. First of Feb, if not, yeah, maybe sooner. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to Backyard Sessions. Um, It was a pleasure having Rory and Matt on board, who are the owners of San Diego, California. We are super excited to start the next chapter and um, we look forward to what's coming next. Cheers. Cheers.